for those of us in sort of the middle class, middle to lower class, uh, we're not spending on things that could help us out dramatically. Things like uh, education, learning new skills, things like self-improvement, going to conferences, reading books, watching uh, courses on the subject, things like uh, our our own ability to sort of think about the world differently. We're not focusing there as far as our expenditure goes because we need to worry about paying our rent and paying our bills. And in this episode, I talk about the role economics plays in our day-to-day behavior. This is probably the most fun episode I've ever done, so get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big change. another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are talking about the economy, baby, the most exciting topic ever. Am I right? Can I get a, a, a comment below or a like or something? Just let me know how excited you are about the economy, because that is the coolest topic in the world. But in all seriousness, I uh, I recently been thinking a lot about crashes, I guess, market crashes. It's it's not exactly the thing you want to think about all day, but um, something that's on my mind, because I recently read something saying that many economists are a little concerned that we might be heading for another crash, that uh, uh, we might take a little bit of a downturn between now and 2020. Now, I have no idea how the economy works. I am not an economist whatsoever, so this is not a prediction in any way whatsoever. What it is, is a young man living in New York City who is terrified of that happening. That should not be where we're going. However, you can't fight you, you can't fight it. There's really nothing you can do about it. So where that got me thinking was, well, let's say there is a downturn. How does that affect our day-to-day behavior? How does that affect us, people who are trying to improve our lives, the leapsters, the people who are climbing our personal mountains? How does that affect our ability to take action every single day, to make progress? And uh, let me tell you, it's interesting. It's real interesting. So if you are into that, if you want to hear how that's going to affect you, make sure you tune in all the way to the end. With that said, before I jump into the content, if you haven't already, follow me over on Instagram at Greg Clunas. It's the best way to see sort of the visual side to this. And there's actually it's now sort of a new benefit. So yesterday I kicked off something I'm calling Q&A with Greg Clunas. Not the most original name, I know, but it is an original show for IGTV where I'm answering your questions. So if you want to ask a question, you want to get shout out in a future episode, Follow me on Instagram at Greg Clunas and uh, send me a DM. Let me know what you want to ask and I'll make sure it shows up in a future episode. So with that said, let's jump into the show. All right, so let's start with the simplest thing here. And for those of you watching the video on YouTube, I've got my uh, phone in front of me. It's got the quotes and stuff that I'm going to read. So uh, if you see me look away from the camera, don't 
think that I'm being rude or anything like that. I'm, I'm just reading the quote. For those of you listening, I just wasted five seconds of your time. Thanks. Anyway, so uh, let's start with the simplest thing. When the economy turns, whether soon or, or whenever it happens, uh, the very first thing that's affected is our income. And that's, I think, a pretty natural understanding of how that affects our lives, right? But it, what I found in my research is that it goes actually a little bit further. So uh, let me read this quote quickly. So, uh, quote, your income determines how much you can afford to allocate to different needs and wants. Most of us need a place to live, transportation, and a certain amount of food. Economists refer to these as basic needs, which tend to get first priority. Your income is limited, whether it comes from traditional employment, self-employment, or a combination of these, even if you're a billionaire. Of course, someone who has a lower income will tend to spend a higher percentage on basic needs because they have to. Households with higher incomes can afford to allocate more of their incomes as a percentage and in absolute dollar terms to discretionary purchases, end quote. So the basic idea here is when the economy goes down, our incomes are affected. You know, we, we spend less because we just have less to spend. Uh, it's, it's that simple. And even if you are a billionaire, even if you are making enormous amounts of money, you still are bringing in less during this period because the economy isn't performing as well as it once was. And therefore, people are spending less, which means more money, less money is being circulated, which means less money is coming to you. Now, there are a few ways that this affects us. Of course, the most... Uh, obvious one is that when you are spending less, you are also spending less on discretionary things on less. As the quote said, you are already a high income individual. So for those of us in sort of the middle class, middle to lower class, uh, we're not spending on things that could help us out dramatically. Things like uh, education, learning new skills, things like self-improvement, going to conferences, reading books, watching uh, courses on the subject, things like uh, our, our own ability to sort of think about the world differently. We're not focusing there as far as our expenditure goes because we need to worry about paying our rent and paying our bills and uh, so on and so forth. And if you expected a raise of X percentage and you got less because the economy is lower or you didn't get a raise at all or you got fired or a million other things that happens when the economy is not in a great position, well, you're not really spending on personal development. However, the, the bad thing here is that by not spending in those areas, by not learning new skills, by not uh, furthering your career, you're actually putting yourself behind. You, you know, so if, if you're not gaining new skills, your upward mobility goes down. And so you're sort of trapped in this cycle of making what you make until at least the economy goes back up. And so now you're three, five, 10, however many years behind where you could have been had you had the extra income to be able to move yourself forward during this downturn. And the other part here is that if you're spending less, that also means spending less on health. That also means cutting your gym membership. That also means uh, sacrificing the quality of food that you eat. And there's actually been studies uh, from the 2008 crisis that showed that obesity rates increased in response to the economic downturn because people spent less on higher quality foods, 
they weren't willing to make that stretch or they just didn't have the money to make that stretch. And therefore they gained weight. They, uh, they weren't eating as healthy and therefore they, they put on some pounds. And, uh, when that happens across an entire society, some percentage of people will end up obese as a result of it. They'll develop bad habits. And, uh, that, that just creates so many other issues, both on an individual level and on an economic level. So that's the first big thing is when the economy goes down, our spending tightens because we have less money available and us spending less on the things that can drive our, our ability to move forward. So career skills, education, uh, personal development, that sort of thing, and on things like our health. So quality of food, gym memberships, soul cycle, all of those things uh, that ends up having long term effects on our lives simply because we're not engaging in those behaviors in the now. And so we end up five years behind, 10 years behind or however long it takes for the economy to go back up so that we can start to increase our finances again and increase our spending again. That's the very first thing to keep in mind. Now, the second thing, and and that's it's sad to say that's not where it ends, but it actually gets really sort of like emotional. Uh, it's something that I found fascinating doing this research uh, is that the state of the economy actually ends up affecting uh, anxiety, stress, anger, and any of those sort of like negative emotions. We tend to see that more when the economy is down and there's a very interesting reason for this. So let's dive into the second quote. It's from an article uh, published in uh, 2014 in Presidia or Presidia. It's a journal on social and behavioral sciences. So, quote, several studies previously pointed out that for many people, unemployment leads to deterioration of mental state, increased anxiety, depression decreased life satisfaction and overall indifference, end quote. Now, what I don't need to say here is that obviously unemployment will cause all of these things. Uh, If you were previously employed, you lost your job. Now you're worried about finances, where you're going to get rent money from all that stuff. It increases your stress and your anxiety and your nervousness and your just sort of general negativity towards the world, your negative outlook towards the world. Um, What's unstated is that it's not just unemployment. It's also underemployment. It's also lack of raises. It's also uh, decreased income. It's all, all of the factors that come into play in a down economy affect your ability to feel positive on a day-to-day basis and to feel hope for the future. Because if the now is stressful and tiring and you're working 12 jobs and you're never seeing your kids, and like if, if you're going through what is a really stressful period of your time, you're going to naturally feel more stressed and more anger and more exhausted all the time. However, what's interesting here is that uh, it's actually tied back to something called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you're not familiar, Maslow's hierarchy is kind of a general model of uh, human needs at each level. So it starts at the bottom. The bottom four are called uh, deprivation. And then the top two or the top one is sort of like a growth need. So uh, let me let me read a quick quote from that. Uh, quote, this five stage model can be divided into deficiency needs and growth needs. The first four levels are often referred to as deficiency needs or D needs. And the top level is known as growth or being needs. 
B needs. Deficiency needs arise due to deprivation and are said to motivate people when they are unmet. Also, the motivation to fulfill such needs will become stronger the longer the duration they are denied. For example, the longer a person goes without food, the more hungry they will become. End quote. Now, the first two levels of this pyramid are physiological needs and safety needs, which is so fascinating because during a down economy, you don't feel like you have your physiological needs met or that you are secure in that feeling because you could lose your job tomorrow. You could not get that raise you you uh, needed. You're, you're looking on the news and seeing day after day unemployment rates going up, people losing their jobs, your neighbors, your, your friends, your family, uh, people that you know are losing their jobs and sort of plunging into instability. And it causes you to ask these questions more and more. What if that happens to me? So overall, that creates this sort of insecurity in both your physiological needs and your safety needs. And that insecurity then leads to anxiety and stress and anger and and all of these things because and, and there's a key quote in this uh this section that i just read uh Quote, the motivation to fulfill such needs will become stronger the longer they are, the duration they are denied. For example, the longer a person goes without food, the more hungry they will become. But what do you do when it's out of your control to fill that need? No, it's one thing if uh, the longer you go without food, you, you can just go and get something to eat, at least in our current society. But when the economy is down, when it's out of your control, whether or not you get a raise, whether or not you have a job, whether or not you can get a new job, whether or not you have money to spend, when it's really not something you can fix because you cannot go and fix the economy by yourself, what happens? Well, you can't fit the need. The, the need for it gets stronger and stronger and you aren't able to, to fix it. And all of a sudden you feel anxiety, you feel stress, you feel anger, you feel all of the negative emotions that you can possibly imagine. And so you might be saying here, well, Greg, what do you do about this? And the answer is nothing. Um, it, it, this isn't one of those episodes where I'm going to leave you with a top six list of how to avoid these things. Like it's really not something you can control. Like I, I can't give you advice for how to make the economy not crash. That, that, that's not going to work. Um, what I can do is say that it's important to know that this might happen. Not that the economy might crash. That's, that's a totally different thing. I have no idea because I'm not an economist. But if it were to crash, it's important to know what your reaction will be. It's important to know that you're going to close up on spending. That might mean sacrificing the gym, uh, your, your healthier foods, your ability to grow and, and support yourself, your skills that you're gaining. That might mean uh, feeling more anxious and angry and, and stressed out. It's important to know before that happens so that you can plan for it, so that when it does happen, if it does happen, you are aware of what's going on. You know why it's happening. You don't just get caught up in the emotion of it and, and feel stressed and angry and, and uh, lash out at your partner or start to ruin relationships and, and forget the good things that you still have. So the purpose of this episode was never to give you an action list that you can, you can go and execute on. It's really more just education. It's really more just, hey, 
if the economy does go a certain way at any point, whether it's in the next five years or the next 50 years, this stuff might happen to you. And as long as you know it and can plan for it, you can put yourself in a position to react with a level of badassery that has not been seen before. And hey, if that doesn't work, go have a drink on me. Real quick, I'm not actually buying anybody's drinks. So uh, just to be clear, you can have a drink, but I'm not paying for it. And with that said, I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Uh, This was a fun episode to put together. It wasn't very hopeful. So I'd love to hear what you thought about it. Reach out to me at Greg Clunas on Instagram. I'd love to just hear your thoughts about this episode. Uh, It wasn't a list type. It wasn't sort of an action thing. But I do think it's important to know what might happen. So uh, definitely reach out to me at Greg Clunas on Instagram. Send me a DM. Let me know what you think. And uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm launching a new show on IGTV called Q&A with Greg Clunas. And um, it's going to be fun. It's it's a standard Q&A show where you send me questions. I answer them. It, it, that's, that's, that's it. That's all there is to it. So send me your questions in Instagram DM and I will make sure they're included in future episodes. With that said, I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for listening. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.